Coming up on The Potter's Touch. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So everything he can't kill, he wants to steal. Could the enemy be stealing your today with your worry about tomorrow? Worry is when you keep thinking the same thing over and over and over again without resolution. He's saying, do not buffer, do not buffer, do not buffer. If you thought about it and you didn't think to a solution, leave it alone. If you keep going over and over again, you have gone from thinking to worry. Do not worry. Pastor Cora Jakes Coleman, I have a special message for you today that's just saying, do not worry. Here at the Potter's Touch, we know we don't need to worry. We know that God has got us. We know that he is in control. We know that he is orchestrating our life for the good. And so we don't need to worry about what we're eating. We don't need to worry about what clothes we have on, what shoes we have on. As long as we are God's children, we don't need to worry. And I know that daddy has something to continue my message on do not worry. So let's go listen to what he has to say. And in the meantime, hey, do not worry. The reason we have made such advances is because our mind is our power. And if I was your enemy and I wanted to render you powerless. I would worry you to death with so much on your mind that you lost your creativity, that you lost your passion, that you lost your sense of impact and influence and purpose. I would just worry you to death. I was reading in the dictionary up under the word weary. One of the definitions is to have your sense of pleasure exhausted. If I was the enemy, I would stop life from being fun. I would make you miserable in all that stuff God gave you. I couldn't stop him from giving it to you, but I would worry you to death until you had a real nice bed you couldn't sleep in and a pool that you didn't enjoy and a house that wasn't comfortable and you look around at all that stuff and you might as well be where you were because if I can't take your stuff, I can take your mind from enjoying the stuff I gave you. I came to tell you this morning, the devil is after your mind. He's after your mind. He's after your mind. He's after your mind, brother. He's after your mind. Let me tell you something. That's why, the, that's why the car broke down. That's why the roof started leaking. That's why they threatened your job. Let me tell you something. The devil don't drive and he don't want to go to work. So he doesn't need your car and he's not after your job. He's just using that stuff to go after your mind because the mind is your power. Why in the world would the devil want my car? He don't drive. He don't want my job. He don't want to go to work in the morning. <laughs> he don't want your kids. Sometimes you don't want them. You know the devil don't want your kids. 
He's just using what you care about to drive you crazy because he's after your mind so that you will lose your power. Your mind is your power. Your power is your mind. So Jesus says, take no thought. I'm gonna go deeper, can I go deeper? So when he said take no thought, I was uncomfortable with it because I didn't really want to preach it. And I thought, yeah, because I'm really trying to get us to think. And, and he says take no thought. And I had to really look into it to understand that he's not telling us to be mindless. You know what I think? He's actually telling us not to be distracted. Do you not know? You can be so into the possibilities of what could happen tomorrow that you miss the pleasures of today. You can be so engrossed trying to fiend off what could happen that you don't embrace what is happening. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So everything he can't kill, he wants to steal. Could the enemy be stealing your today with your worry about tomorrow? Could he threaten you with death tomorrow so much that you don't enjoy life today? So what good is being alive today if you're going to spend your life today worrying about death tomorrow? You're going to run out of bread next week. Yeah, but I ain't run out today. Glory to God. You understand what I'm saying to you? Woo, I'm talking to somebody. I don't even know who it is. So I wanted to go back and see what, what led Jesus into this conversation. And when I read the text before it, it was schizophrenic almost because in the text before it, he says, if your eye is single, the whole body is full of light. And, and, and I thought, Jesus, now, come on, in the interest of being a good sermonizer, why are you talking about my eye one moment and then the next verse, you're talking about my thoughts the next? What does my eye and my mind have to do with each other? <laughs> See, it is never what you know about the text that matters. It's what you ask of the text that counts. So I asked the text, why has Jesus made this radical turn from, from the eye being single he said, if the eye is single, the whole body is full of light. And then he starts telling them, take no thought, take no thought, take no thought, take no thought. Why? What are you doing? Oh, what causes the eye to be single is focus. See, if you go to the doctor, the eye doctor, and you say uh, to the optometrist, I'm seeing double, something's wrong. <laughs> because you are designed for your eye to be single. He says if your eye is single, the whole body is full of light. And then he starts saying, take no thought, take no thought, take no thought, take no thought. 
And then I looked at my camera sitting over on the counter and I looked at the lens and I started playing with the lens to see what focus was. Because I could take my camera and put it up and, and I could see the moment, but if it was out of focus, everything was still there, but it was blurred. You see, some of us are living our lives. Out of focus. We, we see, but we see men walking as trees. We've been touched, but it hasn't been cleared up. And our opinions and our attitudes and our reactions and our decisions are not sharp like they could be because our lives are out of focus. Then our body is not full of light. Then our decisions are not smart. Then we can't see details and we make dumb decisions because we can't see clear details because we, we are out of focus. That's why God sent this message because the entrance of thy word giveth light. And when you get God's word, it brings you into focus. Touch your neighbor and say, God is bringing you into focus. God said, I'm going to bring you into focus because you're fighting without your sinful weapon. Your mind is the lion's teeth. It's the eagle's wings. It's the elephant's weight. It's the cheetah's speed. So if I were your enemy and I wanted to paralyze you in any place, I would paralyze you in your mind until you didn't make good decisions because you were so worried about things that only I can fix. Did not I clothe the lilies? They were dressed with more finery than all of Solomon's array. And they did it without paint. And they did it without worry. And they did it without sowing and reaping. They did it by trusting and believing. There is a higher principle. Yeah, it's good. Did you hear that? I don't think they heard that. You heard it. That's me and you. We got that. We got it. There is a higher principle. There is a principle beyond sowing and reaping. You don't hear people talk about it much in church, but there is a principle beyond sowing and reaping. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the principle of sowing and reaping says if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. You okay? It basically says, give and it shall be given unto you again. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. So if you sow tomato seeds, you're going to reap tomato seeds. If you sow corn seeds, you're going to reap corn seeds. If you sow love, you're going to reap love. If you want friends, you must show yourself friendly. All of those are basic biblical principles. What about this? I will give you houses that you didn't build. I will give you vineyards that you didn't grow. I will give you blessings that make no sense. I will give you something that you don't even know where it came from. 
Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying to you. Have you ever got a blessing and you couldn't say, I don't know where this came from. I don't deserve it. I didn't expect it. I didn't sow it. But look at me. All the blessed people, holla at you boy right now. God says, if you trust me, I'll take you into the next dimension. I'll take you into a level that you'll get stuff that you never saw it coming. I'll send love to the loveless, help to the helpless, bread to the hungry. I will give you houses that you didn't build, you didn't work for, you didn't labor for it. I'm just going to lay it on you. It's not your salary, it's your benefit package. I'm standing in a rendition of the bicycle shop that the Wright brothers used as a catalyst to build the first airplane. If you give up at this stage, you'll never get to that stage. If you run into an obstacle and say, I don't have what I need, and that must be a sign from God that I'm not supposed to have it. If the Wright brothers would have done that, you and I would still be riding on the backs of ponies. You may have the idea that the next generation will ride in but you'll never know if you leave it in the bicycle shop. Turn your dreams into reality with Bishop's new book, Soar, and catch him on his book tour. Join him in North Carolina at Empowerment Conference 2017 in Boiling Springs on October 22nd and in Charlotte at Elevation Church on the 23rd. Then see him in Whites Creek, Tennessee at Mount Zion Baptist Church October 24th and in San Antonio, Texas at Cornerstone Church October 27th. For more, go to soarbytdjakes.com. and it shall be given unto you. Some of us have already got that down. We're already tithers. We're already givers. We're already sores. We're ready to go to the next dimension. To those of you that are ready to go to the next dimension, this word is for you. God says if you focus on him, he'll give you things that you never sold for, that you never planted, that you never expected. He says he will pour you out blessings coming from all directions. Seek ye first the kingdom of God in all its righteousness and all. All these things shall be added unto you. Touch five people and tell them God's getting ready to add to you. When you find the one that's praising God, that's the one that got the blessing. I double dare you to 
sense of trouble to shut down your praise and destroy your peace. I don't care what kind of news you got. Open your mouth and give. So what the Bible is saying, what Jesus is teaching, is seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added or given unto you as well. God is saying, if you focus on what I need, I'll focus on what you need. But there's no need in God focusing on what you need if you gonna focus on what you need. God said, if you focus on what I told you to do, I'll focus on what you asked me to do. But if you're gonna stay up all night, I'm going to bed. If you're gonna watch out for you, why should I watch out for you? If you're going to open doors for you, why should I open doors for you? If you're going to protect yourself, why should I protect you? See, God is not so much telling us not to think about it. See, to be anxious is to worry about what could go wrong. It is negative faith. Faith, I'm not going to keep this. This is not going to work for me. People like me don't get stuff like this. I'm going to lose it. See, faith cometh by and hearing by. Uh So what you are saying to yourself is bringing that faith. If positive confession brought salvation, then negative faith confession brings destruction. Let me put it in biblical terms. You are snared by the words of your mouth. The only reason you're going down is because of what you say about you. It is what you say. You're talking about what people say about you. What people say about you does not matter at all. If what people said about you could kill you, I'd have been dead a long time ago. What people say about you does not matter at all. What you say about you. Stop speaking negativity into your spirit that is canceling out what God wants to give you. And he says, if you focus on your purpose, 
rather than your person. If you focus on your purpose rather than your person. If you focus on your purpose rather than your problems. If you focus on your purpose with positive faith, like you lay down with that negative faith every night and beat yourself up. I don't look right, I'm not tall, I'm not short, I'm too fat, I'm too thin, I'm too dark, I'm too light. I wish I wasn't a woman, I wish I'd have been a man, I can't fight in this world. All this negative stuff. Look at my hair, I don't like my nose, I need to get my face fixed. I don't. Shut up! Let me fix this for you. What's wrong with you is not what's wrong with you. God used Moses' mouth to deliver all the Hebrews from Egypt. And it couldn't even talk. So this is not about the way you talk or the way you look. It's about the way you For as a man, so is he. And if you think right, then, then nothing else that you're worried about is going to get in the way because your mind is your power and your power. Oh, that's some stuff right there. That's some stuff right there. I hope somebody got it. I hope somebody, Lord, let somebody get that way down in their spirit today. Look at that. It isn't take no thought. In the NIV, the clear translation is, therefore I tell you, do not worry. Do not worry about your life and what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about your body. Do not worry about what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Keep going. Can any one of you, by worrying, oh, he's not telling you to be thoughtless. He's telling you not to worry. That's different from take no thought. No wonder I was struggling with this text. That's not take no thought. See, taking a thought is a good thing because your mind is a weapon. But when you're worrying, you are thoughtless. Worrying is to rehearse the problem without solution. Worry is a computer that keeps buffering. Worry is when you keep thinking the same thing over and over and over again without resolution. He's saying, do not buffer, do not buffer, do not buffer. If you thought about it and you didn't think to a solution, leave it alone. If you keep going over and over again, you have gone from thinking to worry. Do not worry, do not worry. Say it, do Say it again. See, the reason I wanted you to say it is one thing for me to say it, but I wanted your ear to hear your mouth say, do not, say it again. Say it again. When you get home, what you gonna say? When you get ready for bed, what you gonna say? When you're driving to work Monday, what you gonna say? 
When you go to court, what are you going to say? When you meet with the IRS, what you going to say? When you get ready to pay them bills, what you going to say? Because when you say do not worry, you stop the buffering that's going on in your head and you can get a clear word from God. If I'm preaching to you, give him some praise. Well, I know that I'm not going to worry. I know that you're not going to worry. If you are listening and you're obeying, you already know, we are not going to worry. We're not gonna worry about our children. We're not gonna worry about our job. We're not gonna worry about the president. We're not gonna worry about anything because God is in control. And so continue to walk in that today. Continue to walk in a mindset of not worrying. Continue to walk in the spirit of not worrying and know that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Okay. And you shall mount on wings like eagles and soar. So I am challenging you soar and do not worry. Again, we want to thank our partners, the TDJ partners for without you, we would not be able to do half of the wonderful things that we have been able to do to make sure that people all over the world do not worry. And so thank you so much for being a part of this vision. If you would like to be a part of this vision and join our partners, all you have to do is go to tdjpartners.org and sign up today. You're not gonna regret it. Until then, I will see you next time. And you already know, have a wonderful day. Do not worry. There's a battle going on in your mind. The enemy doesn't have to poison you. If he can get you to think the right stuff, you will think yourself to death. Worrying is to rehearse the problem without solution. But you have the ultimate solution and the one who will fight your battles when all hope seems lost. Wherever you run out, that's where he runs in. For your gift to the ministry of any size, you will receive this life-changing four-message series on CD. If you open up and say, I'm out of it, I don't know what to do, I can't fix it, I can't bring it together, I can't handle it, he'll run in and fill up that gap. However, when your gift is $100 or more, you will receive the Do Not Worry series on CD, along with a Do Not Worry journal and mug as our thank you. Because when you say do not worry, you can get a clear word from God. Have you ever thought that God may have answered your prayer and you don't recognize it because you've been praying and your vision says harvest and your God says seed. Your vision says airplane and your God says bicycle shop. Take the shop and build the plane. Hebrews 6.10, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. We didn't have water. We didn't have lights. I live in a senior's apartment complex. I'm homeless now. We're underwater for three days straight. Right. My wife and I, my daughter, we cry. We all have to just pray for each other and take one day at a time. And we just like to say thank TDJ. Thank you to all of our GPS partners. With your help, Vegacare was able to provide disaster relief for those in need with volunteers, food, and supplies. I feel the love, and that's what I need right now. We're all family together right now. Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. 
We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Touch.